Awesome. All right. I'll just go straight into it. Welcome back to the belated second episode of the Affinity Collective Action Broadcast. We are back to bring you Irish news and uh, unavoidably global news uh, from uh, Anarchist perspective right here today. Uh, I'm Emmett. I, uh, I wasn't on the last episode, but I edited it. But I'm here today. And with me, I have who wants to go first? Uh, so I'll go next. Uh, so I'm Mouse. Uh, I'm here from the first broadcast, uh, ready to to talk about more stuff, inevitably coronavirus-related stuff. But there's a few other bits and pieces as well. Um, also today we have Alexandra. Uh, so yeah, my, my first time here on the podcast or on any podcast. Um, so yeah. And yeah, we're going to be talking a lot of uh, virus-related news today, I guess, because, you know... Everything. A lot of stuff has happened since the last episode. Yeah, it, it, I mean, the world has been upturned, so I, I think that qualifies as a lot of stuff, yes. But there's even yeah. there's even other stuff. I mean, like, here in Ireland, we still don't have a government throughout all this kind of, like, crisis and stuff, which is pretty mad. Uh, I'm sure the North yeah. is laughing uh, at yeah. us right now after years of not having we're a fuck, We're fucking laughing right back at them. I mean, what's this fucking herd immunity nonsense like? Fuck that shit. <laughs> oh, can I can I curse on this podcast? Is that a thing? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes I, good. Good. Fine. <laughs> Fuck shit. Piss. Yeah, good, I think good. we should. Um, I think we should take that from the top for any sort of uh, people who haven't been paying attention to our corner of the globe. Like that election um, was a very, very interesting and historically unprecedented election here, and the govern the you know the people in power sort of decided that it didn't count. More or less? Yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, I didn't predict I, mean, I, I didn't predict this at all. Like I thought that us being us, we were kinda like, oh back to our old guns, we'll just vote in the same parties uh over and over again. And I think Sinn Fein, uh, which for context is the party that did exceptionally well, um, also thought that because they only ran like what, like forty candidates. Um, but they almost got all of them. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, they got like 37, so they only missed three candidates. Mm -hmm. Um, So for historical... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it is is completely historic, and like, no one in the establishment saw this coming. So like, you're not alone, Mouse, in not seeing this coming. And like, right up until basically the last week, I was kind of in the same boat. Um, Right up until it (laughs) sort of, the Sinn Féin apocalypse happened, and the establishment started pulling its hair out, um, because people have just, I think, are just sick of uh, finnegaleness, if you will. And, like, surprisingly enough, people, I think, remember how much uh, Fianna Fáil has fucked them over in the past. And, like, the, the only places that are Fianna Fáil strong now are places that kind of have always been Fianna Fáil strong. And even there, Sinn Féin is making inroads. Um, well, well, my my home area would would be like Fianna Fáil County, like traditionally, you know. It's Clare, um, right? In, in Clare, yeah, and, and we had like one candidate who was voted in every election for I think the last two elections, um, and he didn't get in. 
Sinn Féin wow. took all the votes, which is which is crazy when you think about it. Um, it's fucking like, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's 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 mad to see such a such a drive for like a more leftist party kind of in Ireland when we're definitely not used to that, you know. Um, a lot of the time, it's literally like, oh, people get fed up with Fianna Fáil, they go to Fianna Gael. People get fed up with Fianna Gael, they go to Fianna Fáil. Like that, that has been that has been the historical the, uh, pattern. Yeah. Sorry, I'm at your. The side. wild thing that that has happened, though, the wild thing that has happened, though, and what angers me greatly is that the mask of democracy has slipped now. Um, yeah. The yeah, um, the you know the the. Sinn Féin, although they they didn't run uh, run enough candidates to get a majority through through votes, got the most votes of any party, and then the uh, the Green Party and the Social Democrats, who have been paying uh, lip service to leftist causes, as they kind of weasel around uh, under the impression that they'll never get any power, decided to betray the people, betray what the people have been saying with this vote this historical vote because since the revolution like what a hundred years ago more um it's just been Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael and now we're saying we want to change because they have failed us completely they're criminals and these uh, the Green Party and the Social Democrats who have always been uh, paying lip service to the left have betrayed us well and the Green Party were lining up to do that again <laughs> I mean they were talking about going in with uh, a coalition of Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael I mean, Green Party, the Green Party here are not left. Yeah. They're not left. Not even close. They're barely liberals. But, but I mean, like, this is... This Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. I, I, I think this is pretty, pretty typical of, of party politics anyway. Like, you know, like, there's a reason that I self-identify as an anarchist. And it's because um, parties can kind of say whatever they want. But when it comes down to it, a lot of them will throw their beliefs aside in order to take power and I think that's you can kind of see that really strongly with yeah the Green Party and the Social Democrats who are happy to say things that they think are popular but when it comes down to like shall we go into a coalition with the most evil parties in Ireland they're like well you know it's better to have a little power and try and do the right thing than to stick to our morals you know yeah well I mean that's fair enough but like I mean the Green Party aren't even out there, pretty much. So, I mean, they're they're kind of out there saying that they're like talking left, but like a- anyone who knows the history of the Green Party knows that they're not really left. They're just not. And you know, sock Dems are funded by millionaires. So, like, what the fuck? They're like, I mean, but it's not it's not about being perfect. I mean, like the lip service of both the parties are leftist kind of lip service. Like you know, like it's not. It's not conservative people who are like, you know what, we need to save the environment now, even if it means shutting down industry. I mean, like, that is a leftist concept because it's saying we don't want laissez-faire capitalism over the environment. It's saying we want to shut down free trade in order to preserve the world. That's a leftist idea. Like, you know, the market won't just fix it. Which is unbelievable. Because we're, yeah, it's <laughs> kind of, we're in that boat now anyway. Comrade, yeah, no, coronavirus no. has gotten to all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shit. Something that always bothers me about the right using the term conservative is that they're the least conservative fucking people on the planet. Like, 
specifically what you were saying there about you know regulating industries blah 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 that is literally dictionary definition conservative like the the idea of a conservative party originally formed as like you know to 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 save people trouble and save the economy but was taken over by fucking corporatist capitalist lunatics i know everybody knows this but that just fucking bothers me the way the way politicians use language and like abuse and warp language is is oh, it's it's so offensive it's it's disgusting really yeah yeah well, i guess conservative isn't now. the right word to use for this kind of thing i i, I think right wing is probably better because when you actually look at like self-identified conservative like uh like monetary uh legislation and stuff it's actually um not really conservative and more liberal like you know like laissez-faire capitalism isn't like let's keep things the same it's like let let let's see where this goes as long as uh as long as we can just do whatever we want you know yeah well that's it i mean it's just yep. it's self-serving serving liberalism yeah or well, as exactly. bernie sanders said socialism for the rich <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's an interesting term isn't it socialism for the rich because it's I mean, it kind of encapsulates what, what, what the whole neoliberal kind of thing is where it's just like this slavish devotion to the fucking market at like the expense of everything well, and, like, one, one, one and a half trillion into American banks to uplift the stock market yeah, and lines <laughs> still go down Lines like I, still go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for like only a short period, yeah, it like went up. Yeah, it lasted an hour. An hour. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and like when you actually think about that amount of money, I mean, like what? There's like three hundred million people in uh, in the U.S. If you split that money and just gave that much money to every citizen, that's like what? It's five. That's at least like uh, 500, five hundred five. Yeah, that's, that's like, like five million. No, hold on, my math. It's is like five hundred thousand, is it? Five hundred thousand, I think, yeah. to everyone. Like that's a house. Yeah. Like they could have given every, not just homeless people <laughs> in the U.S. They could have given yeah. every American a house. A home. Yeah. Yeah. For what they yep. paid to lift up the stock market for an hour like you know it's so it's so pathetic because because the people who end up hoarding this wealth what are they doing with it fucking nothing because they're only you know singular people there is no use there's literally no use for that much wealth it's it's and i think i think this whole pandemic people are really waking up to the to the the actual like uh, getting past all the twisted language and the propaganda and and just seeing the 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 great contradictions in capitalism that uh, like like the EU is going to have to instigate full scale socialism to be able to get us through you know to to be able to get us through the the quarantine times or at um, least and this, when that's right. over what are people going like when that's over like people's minds are gonna like how how the fuck are they gonna paste over that one yeah time to get back to scarcity and 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 you know we're we're, we're denying you your 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 living wage like well i can tell this, you this, now this, this pandemic right, is there, really interesting there, well things are gonna tend towards martial law fairly fucking quickly i can tell you that now because yeah like, and that's gonna last for most of this and then after this ends they're going to start rolling back everything that they have to do now just to keep the like the economy intact 
and they're going to start rolling that back after the after the pandemic cools down and starts to end and the martial law stuff will remain in place for like the the tail end of that because they will be desperate at that point to roll everything back to to like point zero uh, but they won't be they able. They easily... won't. They won't be able to do it, though. They won't be able to do it um, because uh, this this pandemic is literally changing the entire world. It's changing the entire fucking global economy right now. And like, I, I mean, people have been saying for years that like China is gonna take over as this global leader of the economy, and I, I think now is kind of that moment, yep. really. Yep. America. America just isn't going to be able to hold it together in this and china is is going to this is where the 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 global the center of commerce um shifts to china yeah absolutely um, absolutely more absolutely like we we're actually yeah living in i think quite a huge moment uh in kind of human history economically speaking uh i think we we are going to see that huge uh shift where we see kind of like the efficiency of like more state power and stuff come into play and how that affects economies and the kind of like <coughs> failure of like the old kind of like powers um, well, this is it. Neoliberal neoliberalism is finished now. This is it. Neoliberalism is absolutely finished. Um, capitalism, as we know it, is 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 going to have to change uh, in order to survive. Either it's going to get more authoritarian. Oh, well, that's without a doubt. Uh, that's without a doubt. Yeah. Although, then again, uh, like there's this economic model which is which is pretty. Um, it's been pretty accurate in the past. It's called the Martin Armstrong model. And he he has predicted like um, peak authoritarianism in 2026, <laughs> but he also predicted <laughs> the Sorry, global that's shift. A that's a that's just a, yeah, it's a, that's, a great, that's a great term. It's grand. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he also predicted the global shift to China as the economic center of the world as being much later in this decade as well. So I'm expecting that there are a lot of very happy accelerationists at the moment. <laughs> Um, because because shit has just exploded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like, I, I think there's a lot of like Marxist Leninists out there who are kind of like they feel very vindicated right now because a lot of the like authoritarian kind of uh, you know, state capitalist sort of like uh, countries like Cuba, Vietnam, China, they have all really kind of been very strong against this epidemic and they've actually been able to deal with it uh, because they have these again very totalitarian state structures that allow them to basically shut down the entire economy um, without jeopardizing the entire structure of the economy uh, just by the nature of the, the way their state and economy is, is structured in that in that way and they're like well, this is the future now this is the future and like I think we, as anarchists, really need to be there to kind of be like, no, <laughs> uh, we have to like still fight against that because, I mean, what are we going to do? Are we just going to accept martial law? Like, well, well, I, I, I think this is a great point. That's and, a good question. Yeah, and something that I wanted to talk about before, like you know, like although I think there's going to be great opportunity for authority authoritarianism to kind of like grow and stuff like that i actually think there's also great opportunity on our end to uh implement implement more like non-hierarchical kind of structures and stuff 
um, in terms of like the economy yes. crashing, like that actually opens loads of doors um, for community building and organization. Like, you know, I know for a fact. Oh, a hundred percent. And like that is actually going on right now as well. Um, yeah, I know for yeah, a fact. No, no, finish your point. Yeah, I know for a fact that like stuff like this is really good for like squatting communities and stuff like that. Um, it's also going to like lower property prices, um, which we've been expecting to kind of happen a lot. Which you USA, know, for, USA. <laughs> which you know, for like we're a, we're a podcast <coughs> talking about doing a land project. <clears throat> more affordable land actually makes that like a lot more possible. And I think it's our kind of duty in this time to kind of like look for the opportunities as well and try to encourage more yes. people to get on community building and organization um, while the entire world... And supply chain shortening. Yeah, while the world is reeling from this pandemic, you know, like we, we actually have a huge opportunity if we can organize to, to kind of like grasp it, you know, and show the world. Yeah, a responsibility it. even. Yeah, I would say so. The... The problem, like, I feel like there are a lot more people who think that way in the world than, you know, the media wants to tell us, and that will be very interesting. But the problem is, there are a lot of very sick people who believe the Hollywood American media propaganda machine of the, you know, the horrible, cruel, bleak zombie apocalypse, and I think... Um, those some of those people are going to panic and 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 what might happen there will you know tighten the authoritarian grip um so it's well it's I, weird. I think people are already panicking and i think you can see that like everywhere like panic buying is endemic right now it's like it's everywhere like all, all over the west everyone is panic buying toilet paper um, that's I was about to say the same. This is like the most like North European uh, and its colonies kind of thing in the world. It's like humans have existed for how many thousands of years without toilet paper, and people are like, "It's a crisis. I'm gonna die. I better have enough toilet better paper panic, to survive yeah. for a year because that's what else are they, you know, what else are they gonna the wrap clincher. my corpse in? Yeah." <laughs> Uh, like, um, I mean, I, I, I saw, like, a thing on, like, on Twitter, because I've been falling down every Twitter hole that is open at the moment. Um, oh, no. Yeah, and, like, um, it was, like, there was, like, a clip from, like, some rich person's fucking mansion, and they were stuck there with their kids, and they were like, okay, so, you know, you're off school now, so um, we're going to make you do chores around the house. And she had this big list of like all the things she was gonna make them do, and she was like, "Okay, so if you do the, these things, like clean your room, clean the bathroom, that, that that's one." And then the kid was one of the kids was just like, "One what?" And she like picked up like this roll of toilet paper and just like picked off a leaf. And she's <laughs> like, "That's one piece of toilet paper," and like. I'm just like losing my mind watching the thing. I'm like, rich people are fucking sick in the head. Like this is barbaric. And what like that it was like, need, yeah. What that he, kid needs to do is break away and learn how to clean their arse with water, like most of the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, it, this is just uh, like, and, and then there's all the like the rich people like who are already like retreating into their like panic holes that they have like which is just like crazy to me because it's like 
you're just you're like I mean what do I expect though like what do I expect like at the first sign of trouble these people are gonna go like they can't quite make it to space yet but they have a they have a plan B which is like their own personal the center of bunker. the earth <laughs> the center of the earth yeah they're gonna create a little fu- it's gonna be like the matrix and they're gonna be living in fucking their own fucking personal zions i mean can you imagine being like a fucking like employed by one of these people and like fucking having to live with them in their fucking their fucking death bunker like their end times bunker like, I, would just... simple, I would simply kill them. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. I was like, just kill them and take the bunker. <laughs> what are you doing? That's a great position to be in. No uh, one can yeah, hear yeah. you scream in a bunker. Like, <laughs> oh, It's true. It's true. You'll have, you'll then have... just open, open the doors and start a commune. Simples. Yeah, like share the resources. This is great. We should try and get work in one of these death bunkers. Yeah. <laughs> they probably put battle royale style head exploding collars on their on their works. There was an article going around a while ago where it was all about that. Like these these billionaires were like, How the fuck do we promote our, our super elite secret security guards to keep working for us after the end of the world? That's it's like a big dilemma amongst the super elites. <laughs> I've actually never considered this. Um, I think this is showing my class a little bit. Um, I've never thought about that. But yeah, how how would you get someone to keep working for you if like money's useless? You know, you fucking wouldn't. Like these people are uh, sitting on a throne of hubris and toilet paper. Don't yeah. forget toilet paper, which is there, gonna be the is... new currency now. <laughs> I mean, which I find good. hilarious because it's like, what's the difference between toilet paper and currency at, at this point? Like, very little. <laughs> I I don't think our economy has collapsed quite that much yet, Cass. I think people. Well, are it's still get, it's money. getting there. It's getting there. <laughs> Give it a few weeks, Mouse. <laughs> Give it a few weeks. <laughs> the economy better hold its shit together until I have copies of Resident Evil Three and Doom Eternal in my house, okay? Because. <laughs> if I can't play the Resident Evil 3 remake, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it to the Joker. Oh no, and it's been Jokerified. <laughs> yeah. Did well, you take the like, black pill? No. Did you Sometimes take? Sometimes the... you just want to watch the world burn. No, I took the clown pill. You took oh, the, cl- really? <laughs> the clown. <Nice. laughs> Which, it, that's just the most hilarious thing to me because it's just like, how can you like openly live your life as like a parody of? Of like fucking like an actual like I mean like you're you're, you're like I mean you it, it just boggles my mind it's like you're basically walking around in a clown outfit being like uh, you know yeah it's a it's a religion it's a cult <laughs> yeah. the Joker's the, it's like it's like uh, in uh, ancient Greece where people would adopt the god form to you know of Ares to be a better warrior or whatever yeah, it's just yeah. really really fucking stupid. Ah, uh, no, like, hold on. Like, <laughs> there are loads of subcultures that, like, you peel back the surface and they don't make a lot of sense, but it's a way of identifying people you get with, I think. Like, I'm a punk. I dress like a punk. And when I see a punk, I'm like, there's someone I can start a conversation with. Yeah, but, but you're punk, not the Joker. That's like... a little different. <laughs> yeah. But I'm punks have, Joker, like, yeah. an ideological, like, thing, like, that's, like, consistent. I mean, these people are just like. Oh, That's not true I, at all. Like, 
Well, oh, it's mostly there, true. There, there I are mean, loads of fashion punks out there and stuff. It's gen- like, yeah, you can. Generally you speaking, can... though, punks like generally have like anti-authoritarian bent. Uh, are generally just you know very critical of like power structures in general. Like, they generally have that kind of. They're in that oeuvre of like ideological thought. Let's put it like that. I think you just know cool punks. Oh, do I? Okay. okay. <laughs> I think you've been over. Yeah, what's that, what's that old phrase? Um, punks are the shock troopers of gentrification. So there's a lot of there's a lot of punks out there who are just, you know, rich kids who like to wear fucking leather and denim and 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 pretend to be poor. Yeah, mm. I think that's a huge part of the culture. But like, I can still talk to those people. I can see those people, and I'd be like, I bet I know your top five bands. it's a a conversation piece like belonging to a subculture uh, makes you feel less alone in the world you know yeah true true that um okay so do we want to talk about uh how Ireland has responded to like the coronavirus crisis as compared to uh Boris herd immunity Johnson and orange man i mean uh like we we can definitely talk about that um like i don't think we did an amazing job of dealing with the crisis but we did kind no of like, no far from it we did kind of like uh shut down kind of our schools and stuff like that which the uk was taking a really weird stance on they like the things that were coming out were pretty crazy. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm at the stage where I'm like, here, look, I think most people are going to get coronavirus. There's not a lot we can do. The best we can try and do is just stagger it so we don't have, like, the mass of people all getting sick at the same time. Well, that, that, that's kind of what they've been talking about, right? This flattening the curve thing. Which yeah. Which is like, you just want to you- basically keep the number of cases below a threshold that your like uh, medical services can handle at any one point so that you don't overload the system and you don't have like a massive amount of deaths that yeah which which is reasonable for a country like ours but i i think you're forgetting a key point um cast which is that since brexit um the uh, uk has actually invested so much money into the nhs uh, like they promised beforehand. <laughs> 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 so they can just take it. Like they can, can, just I, get, can I get some sick. of those drugs you're on, please? They can just get everyone sick at the same time and it'll be absolutely fine. It'll you know? be absolutely fine, yeah. Everything's gonna work out just fine. Mm. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like uh like the UK right now is just so fucked. They're so and like America probably even more so because at least they have like an NHS. They have the NHS. I mean, it might be fucked after 10 years of Tory austerity but like the US is just this patchwork of different bullshit systems and like it, it's ridiculous. Like they, they well, are going well, they to see didn't even have so many so like Sorry? they had to, they had to get a load of Corona tester kits from China, which I think is a really embarrassing thing to do after they the were US. into China. The U.S. Yeah, in the, Seattle like, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that actually. But like uh, Trump himself actually refused a lot of test kits from the WHO when the, the WHO offered to give them uh, as many test kits as they needed or whatever, or like a certain amount. 
Um, and this was like weeks ago, or a week ago, and Trump's like, nah. Nah. <laughs> so like... That level of pride is like absolutely outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, like that's ridiculous. It's like global health crisis. We all have to come together and America's attitude is like, we don't take handouts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to see how long that fucking lasts. Because, um, like, in a week's time, like, the death toll in, like, the UK and in America is going to start going through the roof. Uh, because, like I said, their, their healthcare systems are just going to be become so overloaded. Um, I think some places in the States now have actually, on a statewide basis, have, like, um, done things like, you know, they've closed schools in some areas. There have been places where they've like uh, closed down, uh, or uh, they've. I, I saw recently like they they've, they're letting people out of prison. I mean, that's how you know that's this amazing. is a crisis. That's how you know oh this is God. a real. Yeah, that's how you know this is a real crisis because the U.S. is letting people out of prison uh, because they're concerned about the spreading to the prison population. This uh, this virus like this virus I, yeah this the is more the more I hear about it like I'm I'm actually like comrade coronavirus like, strikes again coming out of this if it's dismantling the U.S. prison system like that's incredible I'm like here here look like if a few people die I think corona yeah go on Emmett I think coronavirus is a Leninist because of the body count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think probably true, but like but it's I, all I in can... service of the higher goal of killing the market, so it's all good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, two seconds here. Yeah. Hello. Oh. Okay. So um, maybe we should talk a little bit about um, what we can expect going forward in terms of because because um, on this island, we actually have two municipalities. We have the north, and we have the republic. So there, and the there's south. obviously a, oh the south, yes, yeah. <laughs> like so, we have uh, we're, we're, there's two different approaches going on here. Um, so I'm wondering what kind of what what people what what either of you think we can expect to see because of that. I, I'm afraid I'm going to have to be really boring and just say I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the, just... the North's approach is, like, in keeping... Well, I mean, like, the, the, the Unionist Northern approach in keeping with kind of uh, Unionist has been to uh, copy England but do it more extreme. Like, you know, so they're still keeping all their... We're so English, open. we're going to out-English the English. I, I, exactly, like, um, so they're still keeping their their schools open and stuff like that, um, which is pretty crazy um, with this kind of, like, herd immunity um, narrative. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's insane. Um, yeah, but, I, I mean, like... <clears throat> I, I, I don't know what what's going to necessarily come out of this, like, you know, except the more people are going to die. Yeah, um, except for the fucking body bags. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the virus has, like, it, it, it does kill people, but it, it, the, it's not, like, hugely lethal. I mean, like... Well, here's it, the thing, here's the thing about that, right? Mm -hmm. This all comes back to this whole, like, flattening the curve thing, because, like where you get like the highest 
amount, like the highest death rates from this are when you get your like your healthcare system overloaded. So this is what they're experiencing in Italy right now where they have like a 7% death rate from this thing uh, because their health system is just completely overloaded with people uh, needing respirators, people are needing uh, ventilators or whatever uh, and taking up space in hospitals um, uh, that, that are filling up rapidly. And uh, the like the the healthcare the health services in Italy have had to make some tough choices uh, between you know people who are more likely to survive or less likely to survive and who gets a bed and who doesn't. Uh, but the reason for that high death rate is because they didn't take the kinds of actions that were needed to take. Where, where we are on the curve right now, like a week and a half out or two weeks out from that. Um, where uh, you know they close the schools, you close the pubs, you basically say everyone basically go into self isolation and try to keep this thing from spreading. So again, so the healthcare system doesn't get overloaded, uh, and that's how you keep the death rate down. Uh, because without that, you you just you're gonna see this massive spike in people uh, getting the disease at the same time, and the most vulnerable people are just gonna be fucked. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with that, but, like, I'm not sure there's going to be much more severe consequences than that. I mean, maybe the economy is going to suffer more because of it as well. Oh, yeah. Um, don't do, do, do expect that. But, like, they'll probably have a faster recovery rate as well, um, in ter like, economically speaking. Like, if all your people get sick all at the same time and you just lose a percentage of them uh, that means you can kind of bounce back afterwards whereas we're going to be like dealing with this carefully um, for ages so like if, if you talk about why Britain has its policy that's why I think is because you know the Tories have always been like fuck the poor fuck the old like you know we don't need them um, so they're just trying to go and like, let's see who dies. Bold strategy. Blah, 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 blah. Bold strategy yeah, from and, the Tories. And, and, then, and then bounce back. Killing, killing left, off their voter right, base. This is, this is speculation from someone who is not a big fan of the Tory party. But like, that's, that's what I, why I reckon they're doing what they're doing, you know? Whereas we haven't thought of that. <clears throat> um, so we're trying the, the, the nicer method, you know? Well, I don't know. I, I think maybe the because uh, like Fine Gael have like gone up like five points in the polls since the last in the last week. It's because they know they're under pressure and there's gonna be another election, and like they they definitely feel, I think, some kind of pressure to like keep as many people from dying from this as possible. Um, so like, and they've kind of been in crisis management mode as like a government for a while now because of Brexit um, and like that was like one of the first things they were like out shouting about uh, was like oh because of Brexit you know we have all these great supply lines that we've set up uh, so you know all you panic buying people are just like you know you don't need to be doing that because we've set up all these great supply lines yay aren't Fine Gael great you know? Yeah, I, I do think they're trying to come out of this um, doing better politically because there is going to be another election. But um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't really know how to, how to, how to combat that. Um, yeah, okay. Um, so where can everybody find you um, if you wish to be found? If you have any brands or projects you wish to uh, 
throw forward to the capitalist hellscape to uh, throw some uh, attention or coronet. Uh, yeah, so we actually have an email address, which is affinitycollective at protonmail.com. Uh, that's affinity with an A, not infinity, like the name of the podcast. Uh, we also have a website, which is affinitycollective.info, um, which you can find online like you'd expect. Um, you can check that out. Feel free to contact us if you want to talk about anything on the podcast or want us to talk about anything on the podcast. Uh, if you're interested in joining our project or just want to ask us annoying questions, uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Yes, send us your garbage. We welcome your garbage. I am a raccoon looking for trash. Yeah. Um, Cassie, you want to you wanna drop your Twitter or anything like that? Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> you fuckers are going to have to work to find me. Cassie is a mysterious You'll woman from it. the hills in the mist. Yeah. Yeah. And Damn right. You, I can be found at, uh, at Nameless Wretch or at Nameless, uh, at Nameless Wretch or at Surgery Head on Twitter. Um, I have music under Surgery Head and uh, movies up on YouTube also under Surgery Head. Going to be dropping an RPG book soon. New album. New movie. Got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I've, I've got a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash surgery head. Um, anything would be appreciated. We're probably going to set up a Patreon for Affinity Collective soon enough. Um, More than likely, I would say. Oh, yeah, most um, definitely. So I do think we need that. I do think we need that. Because uh, every, every little helps when we're, uh, we're trying, to start a, trying to start a community. All right. Um, thank you for listening, and uh, good luck out there. Goodbye. Bye.